what is going on with college football's conferences. We begin breaking down each NFL team, starting with the NFC East. And who are the worst five coaches in the NFL right now? All this and more in this first episode of Coaching from the Couch. Hello and welcome to the first official podcast of Coaching from the Couch. I am your host, Darren Hill, and I'm here with my co-host and brother, Blake Hill. What's going on, Blake? Nothing much. Excited. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Glad everyone could join us on the, this new adventure, this new podcast. Hope you guys like it. Um. Yeah, let's get into some football, huh? Heck yeah. It's Nothing coming up. stopping now. Nope, nope, couple weeks. Um, training camp next week. Really, about a week, probably from when this uh, podcast comes out. Train, NFL training camp, so we've got uh, a lot to look forward to there. Then we've got uh, college football in August. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's coming soon. I know uh, both of us are very excited, and I'd imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you're excited too. So let's get into it. Um, so uh, this for our first podcast, we wanted to kind of get into some kind of some housekeeping business. Some some items we'll be talking about throughout the throughout the year, and kind of get those started, and kind of and everyone could kind of follow along with that throughout the year. Uh, how does that sound to you, Blake? Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I mean, I think we should start. One of the biggest, bigger news is in the in the college football world right now is uh, the conferences and and kind of all the switcheroo and going around. Uh, so it all kind of started with uh, Oklahoma, Texas. What when when was this? About last year. Yeah. But. Yeah, was it about around this time last year uh, when that news broke? Yeah, um, that Oklahoma Texas would be leaving the Big Twelve uh, and going over to the SEC. I believe in the year twenty twenty five. So I still have a couple years before that happens. But that kind of uh, I think got the the ball rolling. And before you know it, uh, we've got just what a couple weeks ago we get the news: USC, US UCLA will be bouncing from the Pac twelve. And we'll be joining the Big Ten in the year 2024, uh, and so lots of uh, lots of switching around and uh, kind of conference madness going on. Uh, so there's been a lot of uh, debate going around. You know what's what's going to happen to the the Big uh, the Pac-12 now that two of the powerhouses in California are are leaving, and um, you know. What, what happens next? Uh, the Big 12 did not waste any time. They moved pretty quick. As we know, they uh, reached an agreement and brought on BYU, which will be coming to the conference, I believe, next year. Uh, Houston as well. 
will be joining the conference as well as uh, Cincinnati, I believe. And so Big 12 didn't waste any time, bring in some 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 big boys to kind of help replace even bigger boys in Oklahoma and Texas, you know, but there's only so much you can do to replace those, those bad boys. Um, so yeah, uh, let, let's get your thoughts on the, on the move, Blake. I mean, with USC and UCLA moving to the SEC, I mean, what, what does the PAC 12 do now? Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think, uh, USC and, and UCLA are, kind of watching Oklahoma and uh, Texas and they're kind of like the, the younger brother where, you know, the older brother gets a sucker and the younger brother's like, I want a sucker. You know, they, they think that they're up there with Texas and Oklahoma. And I mean, if, if I'm being real, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't think Texas should be leaving anyway. Um, But that's not the topic at hand. I probably offended a lot of people by saying that, but I mean, really what has Texas shown, you know, like nothing, but it's the same way with uh, UCLA. Um, I don't think they've really proved themselves. They've been pretty me- mediocre, you know, every single year consistently. Yeah. Um, th- this year, I think, I think uh, USC will, will be um, pretty tough considering the, the um, um, new coach, you know, in, in uh, coach Riley and also getting Caleb Will- Williams and, and getting all these, um, recruits you know exactly. everybody's everybody's seeing the, the powerhouse that's being built in usc and you know they're all licking their chops so right. it, it it makes sense um but you know at the same time with with uh teams like utah and and oregon you know it's it kind of leaves a question mark for them on on what on what's next you know yeah um we we talked about you know me me and you darren talked about uh them just jumping in um to the big 10 with with byu um and i think big 12 sorry Mm. um that's my fault i think that would be huge i mean we talked about how i mean think about the rivalry games i mean i don't know you know the listeners if they watch the byu utah rivalry but you know we're from utah so we're big fans of it and it it's huge you know they it's a big rivalry and and you know the the super unique uniforms come out, you know, stadiums completely full, yeah. you know, fans get so into it. They're vandalizing other parts of the school, you know, like the, the big Y in the, on the Canyon and in, in Provo was vandalized, you know, from youth yeah. fans. It's like, it's a big rivalry that gets fans pumped and excited. So, you know, at being a, a youth um, I mean, we're obviously BYU fans, but, you know, as the Utes, I would be, you know, excited. I'd be like, let's jump into there, you know, and and give the fans what they want, which is clearly BYU, Utah, you know, and and same with Oregon. They could come in and, you know, those would be big games for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think the big the Big 12 should kind of underestimate some of those smaller school rivalries. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, I know the Big 12 has come out and said, you know, they are they are willing to expand, willing to look at all their options uh, to to try and keep up with some of these other conferences, mainly these other two, the Big Ten and the SEC. You know, as it seems, it looks like those two are really just trying to 
beef each other up as much as possible, bringing oh, yeah. in some of these big uh, money money grabs. You know, th- these are some big markets that are going to bring in a lot of revenue for these uh, for these conferences. But uh, you know, I applaud the the big the Big Twelve for not stepping down and not uh, shying away from coming out and being like, hey, you know, let's why not? Let's try and keep up with these guys and see if we can't build something in the in the Big Twelve. And I think, I mean, what other options? does the big 12 really have other than utah you know utah was in the rose bowl last year they they put up a fight with ohio state you know i mean they they've they've proven they 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 can you know they can uh make their presence known in in college football and um and i think yeah you bring them on with yeah that byu rivalry yeah that's that's a huge game and i think a lot of uh fans all across the country you know we know how how big BYU brand is. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to be a single BYU fan missing that game. So you're going to oh, get a yeah. lot of views, a lot of revenue. Um, and, you know, maybe there's even opportunities to host that game off site somewhere, you know, at a neutral location, you know, Texas, yeah. Arizona, uh, Las Vegas, you know, who knows, you know, and, and just bring in even more ticket sales and even more revenue. And I think uh, I don't, why not try and, and bring in uh, Oregon and Oregon State, kind of like what you mentioned? I think that's a pretty big rivalry, too, especially for all those guys up there and, uh, you know, in Oregon and kind of Washington area. Uh, that's kind of a, a similar vibe. I don't I don't quite know if it's as big as BYU-Utah, but, you know, it, it, it is a rivalry for sure. And those are two two schools that I think have proven themselves in the past. You know, obviously Oregon is always a very good team. Um, and so, yeah, I think try and get those bad boys on. You've got another big, uh, a big rivalry there. Uh, and, uh, no, they've had meetings with, uh, the Arizona schools as well, Arizona and Arizona state there, there you go again. There's another kind of in-state rivalry. If you could, you know, you'd monopolize that and you know, that there's another big time rivalry that I think a lot of people would be interested in. And yeah, that's that, that would be three big rivalry schools in one conference i mean that how yeah. crazy would that be that i yeah. mean that that would happen every year and right i mean you know coming from utah we you know our family every college football fan that's from utah and is in the area knows how big it is i mean it's it's talked about you know once the schedule's released that like you know you're circling that date um i'm sure the players are too you know that that rivalry it's gotten, you know, pretty chippy over the years. And with BYU taking down Utah after what was it? Nine years of losing in a row. Yeah. Like I, you know, BYU's now showing up, you know, they're like, you know, cause Utah kind of came out and was like, you guys aren't pick, you know, it's not a fight. You know, we just continue to smoke you. Yeah. And, and BYU putting up the fight they did last year and getting that win, you know, that just, that puts not only a chip on Utah's shoulder, but you know, a chip on BYU's shoulder too, which builds that rivalry up. Yeah. Um, but to talk about the Oregon and Oregon State and the Arizona and Arizona State, I mean, why wouldn't you want a conference full of rivalry games, right? Like yeah. those are games that you can put on, you know, prime time, you know, that that like everybody's watching. Like you why wouldn't you want that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, those those are some big time games for sure. Um, now we know a uh, little backstory here. So our brother in law, he uh, his dad worked 
for the University of Utah, has some connections within the athletic department. Uh, and he, he, he told us a little, uh, a little rumor that that's been floating around over there is that they are looking to leave the PAC 12, you know, they are searching to, for ways out, uh, from what we understand is they want kind of a similar jump to what USC and UCLA got try and jump to that big 10 market, um, Personally, I don't see that happening, and and it sounds like a lot of other analysts and other uh, kind of people that are involved in this decision making process don't see it happening either. I think, I just think the Big Ten is is too almost too big of a jump for for Utah, um, and so the next question is asked is is the Big Twelve a step down, uh, or is it a lesser you know, is it a demotion for Utah? Um, and I know we've talked about BYU. Obviously, that that you know that's a big game, but you know, all all in all, that is only one game out of the year. Yeah. Do, does the other does the other teams in the conference provide enough of a challenge to to make Utah want to make that that jump to the Big Ten? Um, so we're looking at uh, Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU. Uh, Iowa State, you know, uh, Kansas, are those schools, do you think those schools are a big enough challenge for Utah? Um, do they compete with Oregon, Washington, Washington State, uh, Stanford? Those are or who they'd be playing with in the Pac-12 now that USC and UCLA are leaving. Yeah, I think, I think for sure. I mean, you know, those are still some some pretty big teams. You know, Baylor's obviously a very popular program. Um, you know, you get you get all those teams. They're they're still gonna have to go in there um and compete, um, which I I think is surprising. They act they it sure seems like they think it's it's not gonna be a competition, you know. Um and going in there, like to be completely honest, I think Utah's always overhyped, you know, like I saw some you know, way too early rankings and they had them at like nine and it's like, come on now, you know, like there's no way they did go to the Rose bowl last year. Yeah. They went to the Rose bowl, but what happened in that, that game? Like, come on now. Ohio state didn't have half their guys because of the draft. (laughs) Once they started to play, they embarrassed those boys. They embarrassed them. So (laughs) it's they they go in there overhyped every time. And that's just kind of their, their attitude. But you know, it's like, why not go in there? Like, what's the problem with going in and, and being, you know, the, the best in there. And then if that doesn't work out, then try, you know, try something else. But I can seriously see everybody in that division, you know, putting up a good fight for them, you know, and what would be nice is they're only losing two teams out of the PAC 12, you know, they would still have to compete with the, you know, the Stanford, you know, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, they'd still have to compete for for that. Um and and that goes with the other teams as well. You know, Oregon would still have to compete and and there'd be new challenges, right? You know, there's there's not many times that these teams have met. So I think it would be a new challenge that it's like, why not just do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think what it comes down for me, I think, is I I don't trust the kind of the, the commissioner, the man in charge over the Pac-12. I don't know. I don't think he knows what he's doing over there. Uh, and 
and he's he 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 doesn't seem to be very present in what's happening and yeah. involved. Where you go over, you you see what the kind of the commissioner, the the man in charge over the Big Twelve. He's he's actively pursuing new avenues for new teams to join him and and to jump aboard. You know, that's a guy I want my football team and and my sport sporting uh, department, my athletic department to to want to follow and want to join because this yeah. guy he seems to know what he's doing. He he know, he sees where the trends are heading. Yeah. You know, he sees that. These these bigger schools are heading to some of the bigger conferences, but he's not stepping down, and I think that's impressive. And I think that's you want you want to you want to jump in on that too. Um, so honestly, I, I I like that. I think I think overall, I think that's probably the smart way to go. I I wouldn't be surprised if Pac-12 is is a sinking ship at this point. You know, yeah. I, I I I wonder if we start seeing some of these other schools, you know, Oregon and maybe even Stanford. Yeah, starting to kind of abandoned ship there and, and yeah, the, yeah they're uh, they're jumping out they're swimming yeah, away yeah <laughs> so i think i yeah i don't think why not you know jump in on this opportunity prove yourself in the in the big 12 like you're saying and and you know we'll go from there i guess after that you know who knows where where the future of college football holds but yeah it's definitely a, an interesting topic right now um and something that is worth monitoring because yeah i mean it's it's you know it's a big deal the 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 landscape of college football is is changing and uh how is it gonna affect you know these these programs um you know we're gonna have to wait and see and i don't know all in all if it if it just provides better better games better content and you know just better uh better moments for us viewers and, and the consumers hard to complain for, you know, a big fan of college football and a consumer, you know, as if we're getting some good games, exciting games and some upsets and, and some exciting matches and, and rivalries, like, like we're saying. Yeah. Hard, hard to, hard to complain against that. Yeah. And we were, we were discussing like, you know, just, just mix it up, you know, it's like, let, let the people you know let the go players just go out and play and and try and prove themselves you know i think i think uh cincinnati going to the the college football playoffs last season was was huge you know it, it's a it's a new face that you know is is getting shown you know and and it's kind of that underdog story you know that everybody's like you know this is this is cool to to see a, a new team in there you know you obviously know that that you've got your, you know, your consistent teams that are consistently going to show up and, and play the Alabamas, you know, the Ohio States, you know, all those, all those teams that like the, you know, the Clemsons that you don't even have to question, you know, like before the college football season even starts, you're like, yep, you know, they're going to, they're going to be good. Right. So it's like, why not, you know, try something else and, and uh, just get some new faces, you know, mix it up and, you know, let's, let's see, just let the boys go out and compete. Right. That's what, that's what college football is all about is, is going out and proving yourself, you know? So I think, I think that would be, I think it is cool to, to see things get, get mixed up a little bit, you know, shaking around, but hopefully it, it show, um, is for the best and all we really want is good football. Right. You know, you don't want the, the blowouts. You want the close games that come down to, you know, the last, you know, the two minute drives that, 
the guys really, you know, make themselves known. So that's right. Heck yeah. Well, I think that about wraps up uh, that topic. I mean, who knows uh, what happens next with that story? Um, you know, it's obviously still developing. Who knows? Some more news might have come out by the time this podcast release. Uh, I guess we should say that uh, we're recording on July 18th. It's about 1030 at night. So if anything's happened uh, after this point, um, we haven't heard about it yet. So uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on, and we'll definitely have to have to see how how it goes and how it continues to to develop in the future. For sure. Um, so we've got some things in the work uh, to kind of continue our college football talk, but uh, we we've still got a couple weeks before the season, and so we kind of want to hold hold some of our uh, uh, hold some of our takes and some of our segments for uh, when we're getting a little closer, when we're a little more excited, and we're when things are a little more fresh and in everyone's minds so um big things coming uh so stay tuned for those uh we're really excited for kind of what we're or what we're uh coming up with for future takes on college football and and kind of kind of get everyone ready for the season and as well as the draft you know the we're big uh big draft fans and so that's what it's all about is too is, is finding those next nfl stars Okay, yeah, so let's transition to a little uh, NFL talk. Uh, we wanted to do a segment that we're calling Mas o Menos. And uh, for you uh, Spanish speakers, uh, you probably know that uh, Mas o Menos kind of translates to uh, kind of more or less, kind of like, yeah, a little bit, like kind of the medium. Um, and so the reasoning behind the, the name of this segment is uh, we're going to go through each division in the NFL. Uh, we're going to try and do this before the season starts to try and get everyone prepared, try and uh, give some information and, and some of our thoughts on how we how we view the NFL landscape. And, um, and so we're going to go through each division, each team in the division, and kind of rank what their absolute ceiling looks like you know what their peak looks like everything breaks right for them this year what that season looks like for them uh so that's kind of the mas uh in the mas o menos name and then we're gonna also look at the menos what is kind of their uh, floor yeah if if kind of everything kind of goes wrong for them in the season uh what does that season look like uh and kind of i think we both think uh, that each team when talking about them is probably going to be more in the middle, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of both, you know, obviously it's very rare when a team hits its all time peak, you know, everywhere, or it's just rock bottom as well, I guess with injuries and things that can happen. But for most, for the most part, I think it's kind of in the middle. And I think as we go through these teams, I think we'll start to kind of, realize where some of these Super Bowl contenders, who the Super Bowl contenders are and why they're contenders. And it's mainly, I think, because their floor is a lot higher than than some of these, you know, teams that are constantly picking in the top 10 and the NFL draft every year. Uh, and uh, But the same with their ceiling. Their ceilings are crazy high, you know, and, and they have 
their ceiling ultimately is winning a Super Bowl. They have that potential. Um, and so that's kind of where this segment comes from. Kind of something fun that uh, we, we came up with. Um, so the, uh, sorry. The Bengals, the Bengals are a great example of that too. Like, I mean, take them, you know, two years ago, it was like, you know, Joe goes down, like that yeah. season goes to crap. You know what happens the next season? Joe comes back. Guns are blazing, man. Super go. Bowl, could go to the Super Bowl, you know, a couple plays away to, you know, maybe winning it. And, right. you know, that's exactly why I think this segment's great because that's why, that's just why the NFL is so great in general. Like all it takes, you know, is, is one, you know, decent quarterback, one, you know, one, it could take one guy. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think the segment's great. I think it'll be. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's so wildly unpredictable. And yeah, who would have thought Bengals, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you know, would have yeah, led them all exactly. the way to the Super Bowl? Nobody, nobody. <laughs> no, no, that is crazy. I mean, they won, what, two games the year before or whatever? So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Taken for Jamar. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, um, it'll be cool to kind of see where we think uh, kind of the, the ceiling and the floor is for these teams. For sure. Uh, when, when we're talking about them, we're, we're not going to try and predict injuries so this is without injuries obviously injuries aren't going to happen but we're you know we're, we're not going to base each team's floor off of injuries we're not going to try and predict that um so this is just without injuries if their teams were to stay healthy the whole year this is what we think their floor would look like um you know just other things other circumstances that maybe derailed their season uh some other more uh potential issues that that are more likely to happen maybe than an injury you know more predictable to happen than an injury injuries aren't predictable at all so we're not going to try and, and predict that um and to start we're gonna we're gonna start with the nfc east um we're very familiar with the nfc east both of us uh <laughs> yeah. being sad uh washington commanders fans hey hey proud <laughs> proud proud and sad washington <laughs> commanders fans yes <laughs> Yes, very yeah. sad. So um uh we know the we know the NFCs very well. So we thought we'd yeah. start off with that. Um and then I think we'll alter uh every every podcast we'll do uh, the NFC and then we'll do the AFC. AFC's opposite, yeah. So we'll do the AFC East next next pod. Gotcha. Um uh and so and then I uh I think we we're gonna go ahead and talk about each team the way we think they're going to end up in the division. Um, so we'll start from the bottom, who we think is going to end up uh, being the last team in the division. And then we'll work our way up. And the last team we'll talk about, what we think will win the division and end up going to the playoffs. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, I'll take, take it away. Blake, who do you, who do you think's uh, going to be yeah. the last team in the NFC East? Finish yeah. last. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty easy. I think everybody knows um it's it's a hundred percent gonna be the Dallas Cowboys or not the Dallas Cowboys, sorry about that. The the New York Giants. I mean it's there's no question. Like, come on now. Um yeah. you know sorry, New York Giants fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry out there. Um it they're just I mean they're you know, they're they're building, they've got some keys, but I just I don't know, you know, Daniel Jones has been quite the roller coaster ride. Um, I just, I, I don't think he's the guy. Um, 
He can absolutely blow up against the commanders and has proved himself to do so like all the time. Yeah, too bad he can't play the commanders every week. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be a Hall uh, of Famer. Yeah. And uh, you know, Saquon coming off of the, you know, the injury like two years ago just wasn't that wasn't the same last year, which you know is expected coming off of a serious injury like that. Um, I just don't know if I, I see him. You know, hopefully he can he can make that big step for him. Um, I really like him. He he's great. Um, uh, really fun to watch. You know, obviously not against the Commanders. He's he's not very fun, but um, you know, in general he's he's pretty good. Um, they've got pieces. Um, but they you know everybody else in the division I think is just um just making strides. You know, over them. Um. Like even even the commanders, you know, I think they the commanders made quite a few few moves. Not not every move that I you know had wished, but um, I again I think there's no question that the the Giants will definitely be down there at the bottom by themselves. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know I I think a lot of Giants fans would probably say the same. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. you know it's a rebuilding year. They got a new head coach, uh, new front office, so. Uh, you know, they're looking to, to kind of rebuild and hopefully this head, a new head coach uh, can can help them out in that process. Uh, um, and and so, yeah, I mean, they've they've got. Yeah, like you said, they've got some pieces, but, uh, you know, it's going to take a little bit before you start seeing kind of the whole uh, the whole collection of pieces to to start to actually do some damage in the league. Uh, so. We, we we can start off. Uh, what does their moss look like? So they're our all time peak. You know what? Everything goes right for them next year. What what does that look like? What does their record look like? Um, I guess yeah. I I mean I could start. Maybe you know. Let's say the the head coach who's coming from Buffalo who worked with uh, Josh Allen. Um, I'm forgetting his name. Let me see. Um. Brian Dable, that's right. Uh, Brian Dable coming from the Bills, worked with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, very similar. You know, they they can move. They've got they've got some wheels. They've got a pretty big arm. Um, and so maybe Brian Dable is the quarterback whisperer that a lot of people think he might be. And uh, you know, whispers a little a little luck and a little skill back into Daniel. Danny little, Dimes and uh, little sweet nothings. <laughs> no, hey, you know you never know. <laughs> Maybe Daniel starts checking it all over the yard, and uh, you know Brian Dable's <laughs> offense ends up being you know revolutionary for this team. Uh, I don't know. I think that 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 could be that 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 that's probably going to be their peak. Now, do they have the weapons to actually score enough and actually move the ball up and down the field? you know enough to to keep up with some of the the bigger boys you know like your your uh buccaneers you know your tom brady your packers who you know your your chiefs who are gonna score all over you uh that's probably where you know they they'll probably fall a little short um i mean kenny galladay what's uh disappointment yeah yeah he had a he had a very very uh struggling year last year we know he's got it in him though you know he's he's had some very good 
career or good years in Detroit, uh, maybe again, Brian Dable and his staff can instill some more confidence in him. Maybe he, he starts, uh, you know, being Kenny Galladay of old. Um, but I mean, aside from that, uh, Kadarius Tony is kind of a question mark. Uh, there's been a lot of hoopla going on about him and uh, what he's character thinking. issues, right? Yeah, character issues. You know, does he want to play football? You know, how committed is he to the sport? Very talented. I think you know we saw that last year. Absolutely. Um, you know, he had some very good games, uh, and he was a great college player, uh, but. Uh, you know, uh, so he's got the talent, but can he put it all together? Uh, so I, you know, they've got some nice pieces, like you said. I mean, Saquon, we know what he can do when he's healthy. Um, I mean, there's there's talk out of camp that he's looking really good, but they always say that, you know, yeah. it's hard to tell. Yeah. But, Everybody looks good, right? <laughs> you know, but in this, I mean, for this for these purposes, you know, maybe he does. He is back. Maybe he is fully healthy. He's got. He's had the full off season to to train and to get healthy. Um, you know, so they're they're gonna hit their peak that way. Uh, and overall, maybe their offensive line. They they drafted uh Evan Neal, um, and the right tackle. Um, and maybe maybe he ends up, you know, being really good for them and kind of solidifies that offensive line. Uh, and gives Dan Danny Dimes enough time to uh to you know, go through his progressions. I, I think where maybe the biggest, the biggest maybe uh, fall comes in their defense. Yeah. I just, I just don't see a very high ceiling from this defense, especially, you know, especially because their head coach is more of an offensive guy. Their defense is kind of going to be a more unknown than anything else. Um, I mean, they did draft a, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, uh, pretty high. Uh, you know, he was regarded as probably the first overall pick for a lot of the last year. So, you know, maybe he ends up proving that, you know, he should have gone number one, you know, and maybe he, he goes out there and, and starts showing himself. Um, I think that would obviously raise their ceiling up quite a bit, but really aside from that, I mean, yeah, they they've got a bunch of guys that, you know, their 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 ceiling is just not not very high, and I just think they're going to struggle defensively, uh, and and ultimately that that kind of that's kind of why they're kind of rebuilding right now. They they've got some work. Uh, any anything to add on kind of the Moss section, the the ceiling that the, these New York Giants have? I mean, probably I think the ceiling probably middle, you know, kind of around 500 record oh yeah uh they, they probably have some pretty winnable games on the schedule i think the nfc east has a pretty favorable schedule this year yeah um but i mean playoffs i don't i don't think playoffs are are in their ceiling uh but maybe not picking top three pick overall is, is <laughs> yeah. the ceiling, which you know that's a step that's a step so that that would be interesting to see how how that how that works out. Uh, anything to add on kind of the the moss or the the ceiling of 
the New York Giants next year? Yeah, um, I think you you had mentioned um, like the ceiling for sure is a hundred percent going to come from their offense. Like, um, obviously the defense is clearly a mess, so that's obviously not gonna, you know, like they've got so many holes. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, but like we you had mentioned Saquon, um, like a healthy Saquon, you know, he's he's definitely scary. Um, you know, he can he can one of those guys that takes over games, you know. Um and I mean I don't I don't know. There's there's just a lot of holes that are concerning, you know. There there isn't really a, a wide receiver one on that list. Uh, I mean Kenny Galladay's probably the closest one. Um I know Sterling Shepard had a pretty pretty good year, but yeah. it's you know, there's just no you know, that guy, you know, yeah. that, that can go in there and, and just take over, you know, the, yeah. I uh, think uh, every other team in the NFC East has a better wide receiver than Kenny Galladay. I don't yeah. Think yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Eagles probably have two, two British receivers. Oh, yeah, receivers. Yeah, you probably take over uh, Kenny Galladay. Uh, so, and the yeah. Cowboys were there, you know, before losing Amari, like, right. you know, they had those guys where, the Giants, they just don't, you know, yeah. they, you had mentioned they're in a full rebuild and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, a lot, a lot of teams come from that and that's where the Cincinnati Bengals were a couple of years before getting to the Super Bowl. So, you yeah. know, it's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with being at the bottom, you know, and just kind of stockpile those picks and then just work from there, you know? Yep. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's yeah, part of the process. All right. Well, uh, now let's talk about the Mano section. So, kind of their floor, the New York of the New York Giants. Uh, you know, if maybe the, you know things don't go as planned and and <laughs> they don't have as good of a season as maybe New York G- Giants fans are hoping. Uh, what does that look like? Uh, well, what ends up happening that leads them to a kind of a bad year like that? Um, I think it'll look. Um... I mean, a lot like, you know, the past the past couple of years. Um, I obviously Daniel Jones um out last year with that that weird neck, which was very interesting. He was out for you know quite a while, didn't he? Miss the entire season. Um, it sure felt like it. It was a while. Like half, yeah. Like he had once he got hurt, like he had missed the rest of the season or something like that. It was it was quite a bizarre injury. But um, I mean, I don't know. Darren's take on it I I've got a pretty good feeling with you know the way things look they could definitely be you know one of the worst teams in the league for the floor I mean obviously the the um, Jaguars um, and Jets have been making steps you know they're they're getting there where you know they might be able to sneak in a couple more wins than the than the Giants have in store um again i'm sorry giants fans i i think the floor could could be pretty big it'd be Man, pretty bad you're on him, i am i'm sorry <laughs> I, I i told darren before all this i'm gonna keep it real and, and that's my real take i honestly feel like worse comes to worse it could be pretty bad for giants fans so you know hold on um you don't you know, hold on to the little faith of of growing you know keep stop piling those picks um you know, maybe maybe uh, Daniel 
you know, maybe he's not, not your guy, but um, we'll see what he looks like this year. Um, it's his last year on his contract, correct? I believe so. Yeah. yeah so they'll so... have to decide they'll pick up his option or if they'll just let him walk. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's right. So, I mean, it could be real bad. So just, just hold on, you know, as, as uh Redskins, Washington football team and commanders fans, we understand <laughs> the, we understand the pain of, yes. you know, just holding on to the, the tiniest of, of faith and, you know, yep. just, just hope for the best, you know, it will yep. get better eventually, I hope, but yep. for now, you know, it could be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's their main and or their floor, you know, they're, they're just full on embracing the rebuild, you know, which very well could happen. Uh, maybe they want to pick up some more high picks, uh, try and bring in some more talent. Um, you know, I think, Probably looks like, yeah, like you're saying, Daniel Jones uh, maybe goes back to Daniel Jones of old. You know, lots of turnovers, lots of fumbles. Um, and just... <laughs> turf, turf giants where he's tripping <laughs> at the yeah. 15 yard line tripping. on a wide open run. <laughs> <laughs> tripping, yeah, nothing. Tripping on the ghost rock. Oh, man, poor guy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, turf it's kind of fumbling around. Um, you know, in Saquon, maybe he just his injuries have been too much. He just he just has lost a step and he's not the same. Um, you know, I know there's people are thinking about that. Uh a lot of people are concerned that uh, he's just not gonna be the same player. Um, you know, Kenny Galladay, you know, maybe he's uh he's kind of settled down, he got that big contract with him and now is just kind of coasting very possible it sure looked like that last year uh you know and maybe Kadarius Tony those off-field issues end up being more more of a concern than we're talking about and he ends up missing some games or just ends up not playing very well uh again a possibility uh, and and then we've already kind of talked about the defense you know there's not a lot of uh you know wow players on that defense i mean the one is cave cave on thibodeau and he's a rookie uh, <laughs> he hasn't proved nothing and he's, no, there, but he's all we don't know what, what he's capable of um and maybe he slipped in the draft for a reason and maybe we start to see that as we start to see why he did uh and and again that's going to be their floor and their main us he's he, you know maybe he does struggle with some things and and that defense just ends up being worse than than anyone ever could have imagined. Um, but, you know, there, there, there is hope for sure. And again, like we said, in reality, uh, you know, your season's probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think you're picking in the top three picks probably, but, you know, I don't think you're pushing for a playoff spot either. You know, you're probably, you know, there's probably some growth here and there uh, for, for a lot of these players. Uh, but again, you, you've got some a promising head coach uh who who can hopefully uh, bring in some some talent and some some good offense uh something that they've been needing for a while um and then obviously the front office you know maybe they end up uh show proving that you know they're 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 the right man for the job and they're they're gonna uh, turn this thing around 
it's just gonna you know it's gonna take a minute so yeah i mean that that's totally fine so but yeah i think i think that i think that's a that's a that's a good explanation of kind of what their season's looking like um definitely worse than the nfc east though like <laughs> i think we can i think everybody can agree on yeah, that i think while everyone kind of took a step forward in the nfc east i think yeah giants probably took a step back one or two steps back <laughs> which yeah. you know it's totally fine yeah. they're embracing that that, that might be smart because uh you know there's there's three pretty good teams in the nfc east you know are you really going to be able to you know compete with them yeah uh you know so maybe that maybe that's the smart way to go maybe you'd be like hey this is not our time we're going to wait it out while uh the, the other three teams duke it out and then when they're when their good players are starting to retire or are getting you know, they're running out of money and they're having to trade a lot of their good players. Maybe these giants will all of a sudden sweep on in in a couple of years. And before you know it, they're, they're number one in the NFC East, you know, making a playoff charge. So, you know, who knows, but uh, I don't think it's happening next year. Um, next that we think will finish in the division. We kind of had a little debate about who we think's next. <laughs> I think the Washington Commanders are going to finish third in the NFC East. I'm there, well, though. I, I agree. You I think? think? Yeah. I think, come around? Yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty close, but I think um, the the moves that uh, Philly made, I think they're I think they're probably big enough to kind of push them over the you know, the hump. Yeah. Um, as a Commanders fan, it hurts to to admit it. Um, yeah but hey we're trying not to be biased on this podcast yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, again you're getting the full truth and the no bias from these couches (laughs) yeah that's right my butt never lies on this couch that's That's right so you know there's there's um i mean i can start there's there's um, yeah go ahead and start with the 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 moss the 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 ceiling i mean what where do you think their ceiling is and yeah you know if everything breaks right what uh what does their season end up looking like if everything kind of goes their way? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think a, a high ceiling would, would definitely be a, um, a pretty good, pretty good playoff push. Um, I think they have the potential to even, you know, go, you know, second, maybe even first in the division. Um, I think, you know, again, I don't want to be biased, but I think they, they got quite a few weapons. Um, you know, I think uh, another part of the high ceiling would be that that Carson Wentz turns into the 2017 version of Carson Wentz. You know, the possible um, MVP type guy, where you know he's he's the guy that just goes in there and takes over games. Um, I definitely think that he might. You know, he still has it in him. Um, I, you know, when I first initially heard the trade, um, I had some concerns. I didn't think it was it was great. You know, I thought they were gonna go. Um, you know, guns a blazing to get somebody, you know, the, you know, a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson, but, you know, they, they settled on Carson and, you know, if, if he ends up being that guy, we have him for, you know, a lot less money than they're paying everybody else, um, which would be good. Um, Also uh, keeping Terry around, you know, um, he definitely got, you know, he just got his payday. um, So it's going to be good to have him in there. um, And also, um, you know, picking up Jahan, Jahan Dotson from uh, Penn State. Uh, again, that'll be huge. I think we there's quite a few weapons. You know, I think Antonio Gibson is going to continue to 
to um, shape himself as a, as a running back. And um, I think there's quite a few, quite a few weapons for sure. Um, I think the the offensive line kind of gives me some concern. Um, I think, I think they'll manage though. I think they'll be okay um, there again. I think um, just, just get Carson comfortable. I think early um, in the season, you know, make him, make him feel like he, he can, you know, spread the ball around. I think he's definitely going to be able to make plays that Taylor just couldn't make. Um, I liked Taylor. I liked the, you know, underdog mentality, but his arm is just, isn't what Carson's is. He's not the size of Carson. Carson's going to bring a whole new side of, of football to, to the commanders for sure. Um, and def- defensive wise, um, for sure, it was kind of, just sad how it, it, last year ended up. Um, but again, a, a ceiling for them. I think they seriously could be one of the best defenses in the league. Um, you know, once Chase comes back from that injury, it might be late in the season, but I think they could, you know, seriously be um, a, a top contender for best defense in the league. They've got quite a few weapons. Um, you know, they've, they've got Jonathan Allen, you know, you, you put that with um, Chase Young and, Montez Sweat coming off the edge, you know, and Cole Holcomb continues to to prove himself, and um, Cameron Curl's great. Um, you know, we've got there's there's guys, you know, there's really guys that that can make um, a difference. Um, so I think high ceiling for them for sure could be on the defensive side of things is definitely be, you know, one of the top defenses in the league. Um, and you know, a high high ceiling. I could see um, pretty good playoff push. I could also see them getting, you know, second or you know potentially first in the division. But that's that's my take for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you bring up some good points. Um, I mean, Super Bowl potential Super Bowl contenders like RG three has been kind of talking about. Uh, what do you think? Um, is there ceiling a potential run to the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, no. As a Commanders fan, I think we're making big steps, and I I like what Ron's doing. Um, you know, it it definitely takes time, and Ron had mentioned when he first got hired that year three wanted to be a big step for him. Um, I think there's just too many holes um, on the on the defensive side, honestly. Um, with uh, the draft pick last year, Jamin Davis, um you know, middle linebacker, he, he just wasn't what we expected. Um, which is, you know, a bummer. We've been on the hunt for a linebacker for, I mean, who knows how long, right. You know, mm-hmm. like Cole has obviously proved himself, but you know, Cole can't do it himself. Right. Like there's gotta be somebody else. And, and I don't, I don't think Jamin is that guy, which, which sucks. Um, I think there's, there's just some holes um, in the defense, but I think, you know, I think they're they're getting there for sure. They they're um, taking some right steps, but for now, I definitely don't think they're a, a Super Bowl contending team right now. I think they've got got to make some strides, you yeah. know, in, in the right direction, and and they are. But it'll take you know a lot more time than what it's taken now. You know. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you there. Um, yeah, I think ceiling probably playoffs. Yeah, like you said potential division winners and potential hosting a playoff game. I think I could even see, you know, one playoff win. Yeah, uh, two, two might be p- 
pushing it. But yeah, I think one, I I, I do worry about the depth um, of uh, of the defense. Um, so I, you know, if if you want to make a nice run, I think you're gonna have to have some good depth there, and I just don't know if they have that yet. But yeah. like you said, maybe down the line. Um, and I'll I'll talk about their manos here, kind of their floor. Um, you know, I think ultimately Carson Wentz, maybe he he falls apart. Maybe uh, he's under more pressure than he's ever been because he's starting to realize that this is his last chance. You know, he's probably not going to get another chance like this as a starter in the NFL. Uh, and maybe he just falls flat on his face, just can't handle the pressure and, uh, and ends up just kind of uh, imploding. I think that would probably be one of the worst case scenarios for the commanders. Uh, and, you know, this, this high coveted, free agent that you brought on and it, it, it it's going to derail the whole the whole offense i think you know you you still have heineke but you know we kind of know what what that <laughs> yeah. is already we've already <laughs> seen that i don't think there's anything new there uh you know and other concerns um that could lead to that floor i think the the maybe the line they had quite a few tweaks to that offensive line you know they they didn't sign uh, all all pro right guard Brandon Sheriff. You know they let him walk in free agency. Maybe that's a bigger loss than what people are talking about. Uh, you know, and and maybe the the offensive line struggles because they're they are new and they haven't played hardly any games together, and and then maybe that leads to just further chaos in the backfield, and their offense just struggles to to get any momentum. Um, I think defensively, um, you know, they struggled defensively last year. Maybe there yeah. were some, some bigger issues than what we're, than what we're seeing. And, and so maybe they continue to struggle. Maybe that secondary just can't get it together. You know, the communication just doesn't, just doesn't happen. And there's maybe some stubborn, uh, some stubborn minds back there that don't want to, uh, you know, play as a team, and that ends up being the downfall, and they continue to struggle. Uh, and you know, with how well Daniel Jones plays against them, <laughs> maybe you know, I, I could see a floor being, you know, last in the division. Um, I don't, I don't think quite. Uh, you know, again, not picking in the top five maybe not even top 10 in the draft, but, you know, I could see him being pretty low down there and another, you know, six. Mediocre seven, yet again. Seven win season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, before you know it, Ron Rivera is on the hot seat. Um, but again, I, we want to preface that, you know, I think a season is probably more in the middle, you know, I don't know if Carson will be like his MVP self, but I don't think, he's going to implode either. You know, he's probably somewhere in the middle, you know, he'll probably have his ups and downs, but uh, ultimately I think it'll probably end up being an upgrade and it'll help the offense progress and move. And uh, I think the defense was historically bad last year. I don't know if they're going to be as bad. Uh, they were really good a couple years ago. Uh, I don't know if they'll be quite that good either. Maybe, you know, again, somewhere in the middle and, um, and, you know, have a, have a decent season, uh, compared to what we've seen before, 
I think, yeah, I think if he plays like he did in Indianapolis, um, I think that's still an upgrade from Taylor. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. an extra, you know, maybe two, three, you know, two to three wins in a season, which would, you know, be huge. You know, that, that would be a step um, yeah. for sure. So that's. Yep. I agree. All right. We'll uh, kind of keep going here. Um, next up. Uh, sorry. I don't know if I brought this up. Blake, but I think I'm going to go Cowboys as the second. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I know you had Eagles as the third, but I I think I I, felt pretty strong. I I could see it. I could see it. I I mean, the, the, the same team hasn't won the division two years in a row for what, 14 years. That's still, you know, nagging me in the back of my head. So I, I gotta go again. I'm going with, you know, history here. I'm going to pick another division winner uh, rather than the Cowboys winning it. I'm going with uh, Eagles winning the division. Um, but we'll go ahead and talk about the Cowboys first. I'll go ahead and start with their uh, with their uh, moss or their ceiling. Uh, you know, I think their ceiling is is a a run for probably probably a Super Bowl. I think. Um, I mean, Mike McCarthy's done it before. Uh, you know, he can get there. Dak is is good. He's a very good quarterback. Um, very smart and and I think their offensive coordinator has proven to be a bright mind. You know, a bright young mind, and he he puts his quarterback in a good position to win games. Uh, you know, I think everything breaking right. Maybe losing Amari Cooper was. Uh, very beneficial for them. Maybe C.D. Lamb is that guy. Maybe he just needs some more targets, and he ends up just taking over games, and then just 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 becomes this unstoppable force. I think that's that's in the realm of possibility for sure. Uh, you know, we know that um, the Dak likes his quarterbacks. You know, Dalton Schultz, uh, Blake Jarwin, they are all uh, you know great tight ends. Uh, you Don't know. forget the ex-commander Jeremy Sprinkle, but <laughs> it's Jeremy Sprinkle. He's still holding strong in there, you know. He'll, he'll come up with some good blocks here and there. <laughs> yeah, some run blocks. <laughs> That's about it. Um, you know, but uh, you know, those are those are good tight ends. They've got some depth there. Maybe you know, they they ended up losing some offensive linemen, but they did draft some, so they're going to be starting some young offensive linemen, but. Maybe that that ends up being an upgrade. Maybe they end up being really good uh, uh, offensive linemen, and they end up actually improving the offensive line, and that ends up helping out the run game. You know, Zeke has a comeback season. Um, I know he's been training hard. I've been seeing all those videos. Uh, so you know, maybe that ends up paying off, and maybe that that Zeke of old is is still in there somewhere. We know uh, Tony Pollard is very good, and so. You you've got very two very good uh, running backs there, and then we we saw what the defense did last year. They they were they were great. Uh, Micah Parsons ended up being a beast. Maybe he continues and takes another step forward. You know, in the second season, and he ends up uh, just boosting that defense even more. Uh, you know they they've got uh, they've got a stud player in each level of the defense. They've got Demarcus Lawrence. They've got Micah Parsons. We got Trayvon Diggs in the back, uh, in the uh, defensive backs. 
you know, they've, they've got some players and, uh, you know, that uh, Dan Quinn ended up being a really good coach for him. I think he really uh, kind of helped them progress and get better. So, yeah, I, I could see him, you know, making a push and make, making a run to the, to the Super Bowl and making some noise. You know, if everything breaks right and everything um, kind of goes their way, I, I again, I think their schedule is is probably going to be pretty favorable. And uh, so, yeah, they've, they've got a shot to make some noise. Uh, what do you think of their floor or their menos? Uh, you know, what if everything goes wrong, so to speak, what's that season going to look like for them? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that could be a few things. You know, I think the Amari Cooper thing, um, could definitely have, um, pretty big potential to, uh, to bite them in the butt. You know, Amari Cooper's a, uh, was a big part of, of their success. And, you know, he's a great receiver and, we're going to see him do that in Cleveland, you know, that, that might, that might hurt. Cause you know, CD lamb did play pretty good last season and you know, he might've, he might've hit his ceiling because Amari Cooper took a lot of the pressure away, you know? Um, but you know, a lot of people might have different, different views on that. You know, CD's definitely talented and he's going to obviously show that. Um, but again, you could, you could talk about, you know, Zeke that, you know, Zeke's, you washed, you know, he might, you might not be the same. Um, and that could definitely be, you know, a, a floor for sure. Um, and you know, the, the offense could, again, just, they, they really just choked, you know, against the, the 49ers in the playoffs, you know, it just wasn't the, the, um, Cowboys that we expected. Um, and it just, you know, it just kind of disappointed. Um, and that, and that could happen, you know, um, they they'll definitely need um some people to to step up with um Amari Cooper, you know leaving you know they'll they'll expect a lot you know Dalton Schultz will definitely get a lot of that as well as CD you know CD's gonna be he's gonna be the guy you know like he's not gonna have a choice he's gonna be he's gonna have to be the the guy that they need in in big plays so you know if if the pressure is too much for him you know that could definitely be something that that hurts them for sure and then you know the defensive side um they lost uh Randy Gregory to the to the Broncos you know that could be a big big loss um there and you know honestly you know people might be able to figure out figure out uh Trayvon Diggs you know he, he um they have noticed he he bites a lot you know on, on routes which explains all the picks that he had you know he he tends to to jump them, you know, he tries to jump them to, to get those picks and, you know, it just worked for him last year, but, you know, maybe teams figure him out, you know, and, and give him, you know, something to, to see and have him bite on it. And, you know, they beat him over the top, you know, that could definitely be a floor and, and Micah Parsons could, you know, you know, he could have just had, you know, a, a good, you know, year, you know, his first, first year, he could have just, blown up you know and you know teams figure him out but you know I highly doubt that he he showed up you know week in and week out but yeah that that defense could also just kind of crumble you know there's you really can't predict it but that would definitely be the floor you know um even with their floor I don't see them being as bad as as the Giants um or or the Commanders honestly like their floor is probably I could still see them being, you know, like third. I I just don't see them, you know, they've got a lot of weapons that I can, I, I think they'll be, 
yeah, they'll be just fine, you know, like, um, yeah. but, but again, I don't, I don't know if they're, you know, that team yet to make the push for the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people thought that last season, but I just don't think they're quite there yet. But floor wise, you know, I could, I could see them being, you know, coming up in third, you know, yeah. as a, as a division winner last year, you know, they're going to play, you know, division winners, you know, of, of other conferences, but I still don't think it'll change much. I think they'll, they'll be okay for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I agree there. I think, uh, Jack Prescott, he's a winner, you know, and so is Mike McCarthy. They, yeah, they, they'll find a way to, you know, to stay relevant, to stay competitive. I don't think they're gonna completely fall off the map, but, um, but yeah, you know, again, their 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 season's probably somewhere in the middle there. Uh, I think they'll be good, but are they really gonna make a run for that Super Bowl? I mean, probably not. You know, they might be, you know, again, they might be competing in in a couple playoff games, but I'm not sure if they're. They're yeah, like you said, there yet to to make a serious run, yeah, or the Super Bowl. Uh, okay, we'll move over to our last team, the team we think will win the division, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, um, finished second in the NFCs last year. Um, I go ahead and talk about their it. ceiling. Yeah, their mass. What, what? How do you think that looks? Yeah, yeah, I think um, there's definitely a lot of potential um, for sure. You know, the the big A.J. Brown trade, um, you know, they're, they're paying him a lot of money. He clearly proved himself in Tennessee. I think um, I think he definitely has, um, he, you know, they've got high hopes for him, and I think he might, you know, exceed those expectations. He's definitely got um, the skill to do so. Um, I think another um, – ceiling that could happen you know maybe he can take a lot of pressure off of Devonte smith you know and and Devonte might um he might just soar with um a lot less um, pressure on him with aj brown getting a lot of the you know a lot of the star corners up against him you know and and that might open him up um as well as uh dallas goddard um you know i think he's he's a pretty good tight end you know good enough to get rid of uh, zach Ertz. you know they trust him enough and um, I think, you know, a, a ceiling would for sure be that this offense is, you know, just comes out guns a blazing, you know, they've definitely got the weapons and, and Miles Sanders as well. You know, they didn't, they didn't use him as much as, you know, I personally thought they should have last year. Um, you know, for all you fantasy football guys, he was, you know, quite the disappointment, but you know, a ceiling is that this, this offense just comes out and just, you know, you, they're just slinging it, you know, Jalen's obviously, very talented, you know, with his legs and with his arm, you know, if he comes out and just runs all over these, you know, all over defenses and, and throws it all over them, you know, I think that'll, there's definitely high hopes um, for Eagles fans. And, you know, I think a ceiling for sure would be a, a late playoff push. I think they're pretty close to even a, a Super Bowl push, honestly, like in my opinion, I think they, they could do that, you know, if, if they hit that ceiling. Um, and defensive-wise, I was kind of teasing Darren about it um, just because they're secondary. Man, they were they were a mess, you know, quite a quite a few years ago. But, you know, we brought up uh, um, big play slay and, you know, getting, getting some guys um, in trades there as well. Um, you know, a ceiling that is that they, you know, they just come out again and just, just dominate and shut teams down, you know, 
Um, I don't think they've got, um, you know, huge weapons. Um, again, I think that's probably the the weaker part of the team. That offense with the big AJ Brown trade is definitely probably going to be their strong suit. Um, but again, a ceiling is that they just they just you know flourish and and do a um, a great job and you know find success. And I think they they did well um, in the draft. You know, drafting a lot of guys um, and. Um, also getting AJ Dillon or not AJ Dillon, sorry, um, AJ Brown. I think it's it's definitely you know a sailing is legitimate um, Super Bowl contenders for sure. That's that's how I feel about it for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, and like you said, you mentioned the, the the draft. I thought they had a pretty good draft too. You know, Jordan Davis, big boy in the middle there, who's going to eat up a lot of uh, blocks, and uh, he's going to you know, free up some space for those linebackers, uh, and Nicobe Dean, I, I, I don't know what's going on with his help that he's going to even play this yeah. year. Uh, but if he does, you know, he's, I think he's a difference maker, you know, he, he was projected to be a first round pick and they ended up getting him way later. I think ended up getting him in what third, fourth round. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a difference maker. If, if he's going to be out there on that field, uh, and their defense was pretty good last year. They and then they added um, Hassan Reddick as well. Uh, so and James Bradbury, you were mentioning yep. as well. Yeah, yeah, James Bradbury, and they've added some pretty nice pieces. Uh, and and then yeah, obviously the big AJ Brown deal that they got. So yeah, I mean they they've made uh, quite the push here. So uh, I, I like their coach too. I think he, I think he's a pretty smart coach. He, he yeah. knows what he's doing. He, he he makes those adjustments. So yeah, look out. I think if Jalen is uh, is the guy that they think he is, and he can maybe take a step or two, and maybe AJ Brown helps him out, and and same with Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith maybe takes another step. Yeah, look out. They could. I think they can make a, a pretty nice push. Um, now talking about their floor here, their menos, um, I think I think it probably comes down to Jalen Hurts again. You know, uh, he struggles to throw the ball, and maybe he just can't get get that. You know, maybe he just struggles with the throwing the ball. You know, he's more of a athletic kind of running type, like we talked about, and maybe he just can't make those those basic throws that he needs to make to 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 propel the Eagles to the next level. Um, maybe, you know, maybe um, the re- the receivers struggle to, to find that connection with Jalen just because he's it's just a new core. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not accurate enough to, to get them that ball. You know, I think AJ Brown had it pretty good over there in Tennessee with Brian Tannehill um, you know, maybe he struggles with this new quarterback and this new system. I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, I mean, their offensive line is is very good. It's hard to really see them just not being very good. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that's kind of why we, we, we see them as the leader of the potential winner of the division. I just think their floor is is still probably pretty high compared to some of these other teams that we've talked about already floor, I mean, they've, they've got a very solid offensive and defensive line. Um, I just think they're going to, 
you know, they're going to be able to wreak havoc down there in the trenches. Yeah, and the, the I just love the pieces they've added, and then their secondary. I just have a hard time seeing them having just a catastrophic year. Uh, I mean, they're, they're they're pretty solid players. I mean, maybe no superstars, but they're a pretty solid group. And, and again, they played pretty well last year. I guess the one thing um, that may kind of contribute to the floor, they, they had a pretty soft schedule last year and maybe that kind of helped their defense. And so maybe they're not as good as maybe a lot of us are thinking and, and maybe some of these better quarterbacks that they'll end up playing this year, some of the better teams are, are going to be able to have a lot more success on them. And, and that ends up kind of rocking their world and they end up uh, uh, not playing as well as everyone thinks. And they're actually not as good of a team as, as maybe everyone thinks because of that. But I, I have a hard time seeing that to be quite honest. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, their floor is pretty high. I don't, I don't know if, I don't even know if they're a below 500 team, you know, maybe nine, eight wins, maybe, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah I'm right. I'm right there too. I, I think that with the weapons they've added, they're definitely, yeah. yeah, no, no less than, you know, 500 for sure. Yeah. They've done a great job. So you got to give them credit. And again, I think that coach is, is, is a good coach. So, um, so there you go. That, that wraps up the, NFC East and kind of what we think uh, is every team's mas and menos and um, kind of what the their future the, this next season kind of holds for them. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, kind of transition over to our last segment here for this pod. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us and kind of listening to what we got to say and uh, feel free to comment, subscribe, like, review, um, you know, tweet us. Uh, Instagram us, hey, do your thing, and uh, you know, yeah. let, let us know if uh, our takes are crazy. If if you agree, disagree, I'm sure uh, you know there's someone out there who thinks we're absolutely insane. And hey, maybe <laughs> we are. I mean, we are just couch coaches after us. So, Heck yeah, yeah. We're just sitting on this couch right here. <laughs> That's mm. right, and I'm sure we're gonna have some pretty uh, pretty heated discussions over uh this next segment which we're gonna call oh yeah uh coaches who should be coaching from the couch <laughs> couch coaches <laughs> couch um, coaches <laughs> <laughs> so we see rankings of you know quarterbacks uh, you know everyone's always ranking quarterbacks with the top five top 10 quarterbacks uh you know there's all those lists the top 10 top five wide receivers in the nfl uh but we thought, you know, why don't we rank the top coaches in the NFL? You know, we I don't think I've ever seen a list like that. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to, you know, try it out and, and see what we could come up with. So we're going to go ahead and um, each podcast, we're going to go ahead and rank five coaches starting from the bottom. So these are the coaches we think are um the worst coaches in the league, so to it speak. Should be coaching from the couch. <laughs> should be coaching from the couch. Um, and then we'll work our way up to eventually the top coaches in the league. And we're basing this off of just the way they game plan, some of their schemes they come up with, uh, the player development. Um, that's it. Nothing else other than that. You know, uh, just kind of schematic and and in game preparations and things like that i think that's probably the best 
way to go ahead and, and rank these guys. Uh, and then we've also excluded the 10 new head coaches who will be coaching for the first time this year. Obviously we're not going to, we don't really know how they're going to end up and, and you know, how they'll perform as coaches and how their teams will perform. So we're going to just exclude them. So that's why we have 22 head coaches. We're going to rank um, and, and go from there and, and see who we come up with as some of our best coaches. All right, so I guess I'll start. Uh, the coach we have ranked last in our rankings out of all the coaches in the NFL, we got Matt Rule. Oh, Carolina. Absolute <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Sorry, man. You got to be coaching from the couch, bro. Yeah, come sit down here. Come sit next to me and my yeah. wife, Peter, and uh, let's That's go right. eat some Doritos together, my man. Yeah. Sorry, brother, but yeah, maybe the NFL isn't cut out for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't even care the fact that he hasn't been able to get a quarterback, you know, with the whole Baker <laughs> thing. It's like, yeah, he is just – He's just not not the man, you know. Yeah, well, but, yeah. Think, pull up his uh, record here, boy. Let's yeah, see let's that. let's take a look. Um, but I think um, I want to say it was Warren Sharp uh, tweeted out. He's a great follow on Twitter. Very smart NFL guy. Um, at uh, one of the biggest issues for Mike Ru- or Matt Rule and the Panthers is they're they're just they won't choose what they want to be they don't they don't they won't choose to tank to get a top quarterback yeah. and they won't choose to to go all in for a top quarterback um and it, they're they're kind of just sitting at this mediocre stage uh and i don't think that helps matt's case but i think matt is probably a big part of that he's he, he's he's probably just trying to save his job at this point uh, yeah i think if we're being honest um i mean you know, they they got sam donald last year and you know sam isn't any good anymore and and so what do they end up doing <laughs> they end up getting baker mayfield and i don't know if baker's that much of an upgrade yeah i mean the fact i mean you've got it here pulled up um i'll just mention it anyway so he was hired in in uh 2020 and since then the record has been 10 and 23 (laughs) (laughs) which i mean come on now like that's it's pretty obvious that he's he's down there and um okay i think yeah i i completely agree they are kind of in this weird spot where it's like you know you aren't good enough for a playoff push and you aren't good enough to get a top tier quarterback right so you know they're they are and they are in a position to end up like let's just trade for Baker, you know, and <laughs> and right. you know a lot of people might have different views on that. I think he might be a little bit more of an upgrade than than uh, you know um what's his name uh Sam Darnold Sam Darnold yeah obviously I mean Sam's no good Sam is is trash and yeah you know, so his, his days might be over yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he even had days, <laughs> you know, coming from New York. I think, you know, his entire career was ruined in you know, right yeah. there. So, <laughs> yeah. 
That's but, tough. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, they did draft uh, Matt Rule uh, this last year, but I mean, what? I think he, they drafted him third round. I mean, wasn't high. And I think Who by did them... they draft. You said they drafted Matt Rule. Oh, my bad. Sorry, not Matt Rule. <laughs> um, uh, they drafted um, Matt Corral. Sorry, same yeah. first name threw me off there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sam and Matt are not the same first name. <laughs> No, I was saying Matt Rule and Matt Corral have the same first name. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I was, I was lost. That's why I said Matt Rule the first time. But but, um, uh, but Matt Corral, I mean, they drafted him. Yeah, what, third round. Um, so that's not that big of an investment. And I think they got Baker after they drafted Matt yeah. Corral. So I think that they should probably tell have... you that, yeah, they're not, uh, yeah. they're not very confident in what Matt Corral has been showing them. Um, yeah. So... But yeah, Matt, I don't think he's, he, he just hasn't done anything, you know, he hasn't uh, popped in any way, you know, at yeah. least some of these young coaches, you see the potential, you know, they're, they're, even though they've only been in the league one, two years, you you can see the potential there. Uh, but with Matt, I just, I just don't really see much going on there. Yep. Um, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Panther fans, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, your coach belongs right next to me here on this couch <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. And- I think it's, you know, it's, it's hard to, for people to, you know, disagree with that. I think yeah um, I mean, if they, if anybody looked at the the names of these coaches that we've got on this list, a, a lot of them are, are, uh, you know, solid quarterback or coaches that have, have proved that they can uh, run a winning, run a winning uh, uh, program. And, and, you know, I just don't think, you know, Matt's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I think a lot of people can can't really disagree with that for sure. No, proof is in the pudding there. <laughs> yeah. um, go ahead and and reveal who we who we had next. Um, yeah, I. You have it there in order, correct? Uh, I I actually don't think the next one is in order. I want to say it is the top one, not the top, but the, the third one. The, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is that okay? Um, you think that? Are, yeah, yeah. That's no, what I, agree I, I agree. Yeah, I think that uh, you know the these bottom five are for sure, you know, guys. Um, yeah. but the the second one we've got um to sit ne- on this couch next to me and Matt um is now um Robert Sala of the Jets of the um, New York Jets of the New York Jets <laughs> our our old uh, Zachy boys head coach yeah um you know that it's it's hard he, he you know he was he just got in there um in uh 2021 uh very very poor performance um you know and there's things that lead to it you know um but we tried to set aside um, talent and, you know, just focus on the coaches themselves. And, you know, I just think he, he makes the cut just cause it's, you know, he's a, a defensive mind and that clearly showed last, <laughs> last season. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's pretty fair to put him on the couch next to, to me and Matt, you know, I think he definitely belongs there, but I don't yeah. know what your take on it is Darren. Yep. No, yep, I'm with you. I think, you know, even, yeah, I mean, he was this great defensive mind, but uh, uh, even the defense, you know, struggled. I mean, he, it was, it's been one year, so, you know, it, it, it can be hard to tell. Yeah. So for sure, yeah, you know, it, it, he, I'm sure he'll stick around for a little longer and he can shoot up our board here if he, if he steps that up. Um, but for now, I just, yeah, again, he just hasn't shown much, hasn't popped. Uh, and again, I just don't see that potential. Uh, 
you know, and sure, maybe it is the lack in talent, but I think coaches find a way and they put their playmakers and their best players in a position to succeed. And I just don't think they did that very well with, with their first overall pick or their first uh, draft pick, the first round draft pick last year. And Zach Wilson, uh, you know, he struggled and they didn't really do much to, to help him in that, that aspect. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we'll go next down this list. Um, we're going, uh, Mike McCarthy from the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people might disagree with that, but I don't know. I feel pretty strong about that. <laughs> we feel pretty strong <laughs> when you've had Aaron Rodgers for as long as Mike McCarthy's had him for. And last year's just debacle in the playoffs, <laughs> I just think solidifies <laughs> some of the issues that Mike brings to the table. It is, yeah, it's absolutely 100% like that. I mean, you put Aaron Rodgers on, on, uh, you know, a team with, um, you know, even Bill Belichick, Sean McVay, you know, these, these young guys, it's like, you know, he would be winning Super Bowls and year after year, you know, Green Bay kept Mike around and year after year, they led him to the same thing. You know, they do great in the regular season and come playoff time, they just, you know, choke. And I think a lot of that has to do with Mike, you know, obviously yep. him taking off to the Cowboys and, and what happens to the, the same exact thing that happens to the, the Packers, <laughs> you know, it's like the, the same stuff that happens in the regular season isn't, you know, isn't going to work in the playoffs, you know, it's right. a completely new game. And, and right. it sure seems that Mike has a pretty hard time with that. And <laughs> right. That's why I think he's belongs on that, you know, on the couch next to me, Matt, and Robert. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, yeah. Again, uh, he just doesn't. He just doesn't bring much. You know, uh, he, he's supposed to be an offensive mind, but they have their offensive coordinator. They he gets all the credit for their offensive. Uh, you know, the offensive talent that they have and everything that comes from it. Uh, defensively, they were great last year, but again, a lot of people attributed that to. Dan Quinn, their new yeah. defensive coordinator, you know, so what is Mike really doing there? You know, he, he's supposed to be, uh, you know, maybe a, a manager, you know, a guy who's had this experience, you know, he's, he's won a Super Bowl. He's, he's been to the Super Bowl. He's but... eaten their team dinners, clearly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, is that all he's doing? Eating the snacks on the bench? You know? I mean, come on, man. So uh, I just don't think he's, he's contributing, you know, it, Again, is he a, a, a game manager? Well, he, he proved that he probably isn't even that good of a game manager if he's it, if he is a yeah. game manager. Last year when the, he, he botched the the end of that game in the playoffs, you know, the with the with the the kneel down and, and all of that. So um yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean I know I understand he's won Super Bowls, but he's won one and he had arguably the best player in the whole league yeah. that year. And that was it. You know, that that's all he's done. Uh, so it, it, yeah, I think, I, I think he belongs on this list. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, with a, you know, a quarterback and wide receiver combo, like he had for many years with, you know, Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers, it's like, you know, even, even just those two should be making a, a you know, a deep playoff push and they just, you know, it just wasn't that way. So for sure, yeah. I think he belongs on that list. 
Um, who do we have next there? Yeah, the next one. Um, pretty. I think a lot of people might disagree with this, but you know, I think we we came to the conclusion, and it was pretty fair. Um, the next person we put on the list was um, Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, sorry, Ryan, our brother-in-law, big big Seattle fan, comes from comes from Washington. Uh, just man, I don't know, just hasn't done much, you know, with, um, he obviously has the, the Super Bowl, and, you know, we've got his rap sheet pulled up here, it looks like uh, one Super Bowl win, uh, two NFC championships, five NS- NFC West championships, and nine playoff berths, I mean, you know, that's, that's quite a rap sheet, um, you know, he is about 150 years old, so, you know, in, in a 150 years, that's, that's, you know, pretty good, so, yeah, um, being hired in in 2010 and his record since then um, is 119 wins and 73 losses um, and you know that's that's not bad it, it's just hard you know he had quite a few weapons in in Seattle and you know took him once and I just you know I think a big reason for um, him on the list for me at least I don't know how Darren feels about it but I mean the the play obviously against the Patriots and not, and not running the ball on the two yard line when you have Marshawn Lynch and, you know, obviously Marshawn was in his, you know, he was not necessarily in his prime, but he was, you know, still very good and going to throw the ball on the, on the two yard (laughs) line. I mean, obviously that might not have been his choice. You know, the offensive quarter might, you know, coordinator might've done that, but you know, that to me is like come on you know I mean I don't think that's worth you know just putting him on the list for that but you know just as his rap sheet you know he's he hasn't quite been able to to do as much as you know I would expect him to do with the weapons that he's had and in Russ and you know Tyler Lockett and you know guys that he's had over the years I, I you know just me personally I would expect more out of him which is why I think he belongs on the list for sure yeah I mean yeah, it's hard to hard to argue against that. You know, he hasn't done much recently, and uh, you know whether that be his 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 ways are just kind of getting outdated, and his voice and his influence just isn't the same as it used to be. You know, maybe. Uh, but you know, I think I could argue that 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 Super Bowl and those championship games that uh, that he's gone to came a lot from that defense that was uh yeah know, one true. of the best defenses of all time true you know and did pete really have anything to do with that uh you know maybe a little bit but and and again russell was uh, uh russell wilson was you know probably in the you know in his prime he was he was you know he was a great quarterback uh so that helped uh it'll be a, it'll be a telling year this year for sure you know oh, yeah. how they do without russ and uh you know, with uh, probably Drew Locke is what it is what it looks like as the starter quarterback. Uh, you know how he how does he do with kind of a middle of the pack, the uh, lower tier quarterback? Yeah, yeah. How does his team tier. perform? I mean, do, do they just fall? Do they just fall apart? You know, was it Russell Wilson holding them up this whole time? Yeah, I. You know, we 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 argue that it, it definitely could have been so. Um, uh, but yeah, I, again, I, he, he, he's got a chance to move up these ranks, but he's, he's gotta, he's gotta start showing something or outside. I don't think he'll be around much longer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, you know, Russ leaving, um, Pete is, you know, a lot like, uh, 
um, Tom leaving, you know, Bill, like it's going to be kind of a telling tale of, you know, the fact that, you know, Bill's still been pretty, pretty successful without Tom, but Tom, you know, goes to Tampa and clearly shows like, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy, you know, and it it might be that way with Russ where Russ goes to Denver and, and Denver just blows up and, you know, it kind of, kind of shows everybody what, you know, how much Pete really did, which was very little, you know, where Russ just took over, you know, or it might be the opposite of, of the fact that, you know, Pete's a good coach and, you know, Russ was, wasn't, you know, the, the player that people thought, but I highly doubt that because, you know, Russ is, Russ is Russ and he's going to show that in Denver. And I think we're going to see that, you know, Pete had very much, very little to do with, you know, the success that they've had when Russ was there. Right. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, last on um, this list of the bottom five for this pod, uh, we this one have hurts. this one hurts. Yeah, this one hits deep. I'm sure as you can tell, uh, but we've, we, we, we went ahead and put Ron Rivera on this list. <laughs> Unfortunately, dang it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, he, he had that one great year with Cam Newton, who was, you know, MVP was just unbelievable you know ended up going to the super bowl and didn't even win it you know took him to it and frankly got blown blown out uh and then after that hasn't really done much else uh, i mean he's one coach of the year uh, i believe a couple times but that was several years ago and again that was with cam uh, and a great defense you know they had quite a bit of talent I think he's a great leader of men uh, and, you know, a great uh, influencer in the locker room and, and, a, and a great stable kind of mind and, and guy to have in there. But um, as far as, I guess, kind of adapting to the modern game and making those adjustments. And again, he's kind of in that same here as kind of Mike McCarthy where it's kind of like I don't know he's a defensive coach but I mean I don't know if he has that much say or influence on the defense I you know they've got Jack Del Rio kind of running the show there they've got um their their offensive coordinator um uh, Turner running that you know he what is he really doing there uh you know I guess he's just kind of that stable mind but yeah, looking at his record here with Washington, I mean, they're 14 and 19, which, you know, maybe not be that bad with the talent they've had, but um, yeah, it, 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 it kind of seems like it's kind of like pulling teeth sometimes when he's kind of coaching, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a struggle. There's never really, you don't, you don't really see flashes of, of big potential and, and kind of what the future might be. It's, it's kind of bland and tasteless. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and um, it's it's good to to let all the listeners know we're a hundred percent not biased. You know, we're not gonna hop on here and and say our team is the best because we obviously know as <laughs> Commanders go. fans they are are not. You know, so you know, <laughs> listeners, let this just put it on the record. You know, we're putting our That's coach right. on there, which which shows you know this podcast <laughs> is about. It's all about being real, right? That's you know. Right. We're just chilling on our couches, giving you what we think. So it's like, that's right. Um, but yeah, but again, it's you know, it's it's hard. We just haven't seen, 
when you don't see results, you know, it's hard not to put them on the list. And, you know, there hasn't been very many, you know, there aren't results like, you know, like Darren mentioned, you have 14 and 19, um, 14 wins, 19 losses um, since 2020. It's, it's just kind of like, you know, that it, like you said, it's bland, you know, you, it's like, you know, eating a piece of candy that has no flavor. It's like, man, this just, this sucks, (laughs) you know, but yeah. But, um, you know, like, like, uh, Darren said with a lot of the other coaches, you know, he, he also has, you know, the chance to, you know, prove us, you know, prove everybody otherwise, you know, like we've seen him take team, you know, cam to the Super Bowl and, and take his team to the Super Bowl. And, you know, he, he has potential for sure to, to, um, really turn around the commanders, you know, they've obviously been a mess and are still trying to, you know, figure out um stuff with you know dan snyder and you know that we there's enough information there to fill up in another podcast because dan's obviously so messed up but you know mm-hmm. he i think he for sure belongs on the list of you know just just kind of you know running the mill mill coaches you know right there in the middle of the pack and you know he's just hasn't quite proved himself enough and you know we'll see what this year looks like you know he he did say year three was going to be a big jump for him. And, you know, we'll see how big that jump is for him. You know, it might be, you know, one extra win, you know, <laughs> from the year before. And it's just, yeah. So right. he's, he definitely has the opportunity to, to be on the hot seat for sure. Um, and, you know, make commanders fans and, and front office kind of, you know, worried and think about, you know, getting somebody else, but, you know, he, we'll see what he can do this year. Um, and I think there's no doubt that, that he belongs on the list for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think if he's able to turn around this commander's team, you know, I think he's got a chance to shoot up this board for sure. Uh, but you know, he just hasn't shown much right now. So yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, for right now, he, he's gotta be, he's gotta be kind of on the lower end of this, of this list, unfortunately, but uh, you know, I'm, uh, for our sake, we, we sure hope he can uh, start making <laughs> yeah. something happen and start yeah. moving up this list um all right well i mean that concludes our segments for this first pod um kind of ran through some things and kind of uh give you a little map we'll uh continue to talk about the each division as well as these coaches and and kind of where we think they rank right now uh compared to all these other coaches in the league uh we're gonna have some more college football talk for sure as we get closer to the season uh, we are all very excited, of course, going to be very fun. Uh, we've got some big names uh, that will uh, probably be coming out in the draft this next year. So uh, we're definitely going to be on the lookout for them and and kind of see what the, what, what kind of noise they can make this year in, in the college football land. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, Blake, any last words that you wanted to leave us? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's. Um... Uh, it's exciting you know this is this is all you know a new thing as as our first podcast you know is and you know we're we're you know figuring stuff out and uh darren's darren's got quite a quite the um ideas on the list you know we've got quite a few segments that we didn't introduce today that you know you'll have to stick around for the next couple couple episodes to hear him you know he's got a lot of fun ideas Um, oh yeah we both do yeah yeah we we, you know we both bring stuff to the table and you know again it's it's we're literally just hanging out giving you giving you our our take on things you know a 
um that's what that's what makes these this, this stuff fun you know a lot of people might disagree with our our coaches list there but you know like that's just how we feel and you know yeah. it's it's the way it is and we appreciate you listening and again like darren said you know subscribe you know rate us and you know give us a follow everything like that and and uh let everybody know about you know who we are and you know what we stand for so you know we we appreciate you coming out and listening and really stay tuned because we've got we've got a lot cooking for sure this is this is just the beginning so that's right yeah but i mean the season hasn't been started so you know it's definitely going to pick up a lot more and uh and we uh, haven't talked once about zach and his moms so <laughs> i mean there's so much to talk about <laughs> right right i mean that is a huge story for sure you know uh we haven't mentioned fantasy football you know we're yeah. very big fantasy football players obviously so uh you know, we'll throw some fantasy football takes in there. We know haven't that. mentioned Deshaun and and his uh, nice uh, encounters with the masseuses. Yeah, haven't the massages. You know that yeah, he loves the... getting done. Uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> the the happy endings that are <laughs> happening there. Yeah. I mean, these are gold mines that that's all these right. listeners will have to tune in for. That's right. I mean, the, there's never a dull moment when it comes to the the greatest sport. In America, you know, right. probably the world, if we're being honest. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, sorry, soccer fans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, so yes, definitely stay tuned. Uh, like the boy said, uh, rate, subscribe, you know, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you what we can do better, uh, what you like. And, uh, you know, if we're if we're absolutely crazy, you know, we'd love to hear what your take is. And if, uh, you know, where you disagree with us, you know, we're, we are open for discussion and, uh, you know, that's what makes this, this game so great is, uh, we are all fans and we are all in love with our teams and coaches and players. And, uh, you know, everyone's got a different view and take on things. So yeah, please share. And, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully we'd love to get some guests on, uh, down the road and, um, yeah, continue to grow and, and progress uh, as the season begins so uh yeah stick through it stick stick it uh stick with it with us and uh yeah yeah stick it <laughs> stick you it with stick it. it stick it with us <laughs> stick it with it <laughs> heck yeah join us on the couch as we uh as we journey through uh, the world of football so uh uh yeah thanks again for joining us on our first podcast uh and once again, I'm Darren, uh, my co-host Blake, and uh, we yeah. will uh, talk to you guys next time. Heck yeah, Coach's Boys out. See ya. <laughs>